Blog Talk Radio. On today's Mom Beloved Show, it's a free form Friday going into Memorial Day weekend. We're going to answer more student questions and we'll go over today's journal topic related to refugee and any other issues with this week's work. All due today. We'll wrap it up with a dad joke or two. Today's Mom Beloved Show is brought to you by Q-Tips Cotton Swabs. You use them in your ears, even though we say not to. This weekend is the unofficial start of summer, so we're going to change up our theme song for today. Let's go. a break from the norm, just a little something to break the monotony of all that hardcore dance that has gotten to be a little bit out of control, it's cool to dance, but what about a groove that soothes and moves romance, give me a soft subtle mix, and if it ain't broke then don't try to fix it, and think of the summers of the past, adjust the bass and let the alpine blast, pop in my CD and let me run around and put your car on cruise and lay back cause it's summertime. All right, good morning. We got a little shout-out from DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Morning, Miss Mara. Good morning. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. It's it's Freeform Friday, and it's I, I mentioned in the intro, it's the unofficial start to summer. Definitely unofficial. Yes. Definitely unofficial this year. Um, but <laughs> right. it's coming into, going into Memorial Day weekend, May 22nd. The end of week 10, school day 45, overall day 71 of coronation. And we have the Mama Lovett show without Mama Lovett, but with everyone else. Mm-hmm. Right now it's me and Miss Mara. Probably Mr. Jaffe will be calling in later and we'll see who else. But Mama Lovett might be calling in. Mama Lovett is going to be traveling uh, today to, a, to an undisclosed location. <laughs> She doesn't want her fans to know where she's going because she doesn't want the paparazzi to be to be following her. Right. Um, but what's going on? What's going on, Miss Mara? How do you feel about uh, about the weekend coming up? Um, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, the weather is supposed to be great today. Um, I was thinking of maybe like taking a drive to the beach or something like that. Um, just getting outside, getting that vitamin D, and trying to make the best of this. It's been what I've been. My motto is, I guess, for the most part. Yep. Make the best of it, 100%. Make the best of it. So we've got, um, we're going to have, in the 80s today, I'm looking at the weather app right now, yeah. so the high of, high of 81 this afternoon. I mean, the rest of the weekend is not going to be quite as good. Saturday, cloudy, high of 64. Sunday, sunny, but only 57. Um, Monday, partly sunny, 64. So the day to get out is, is going to be today. So Mr. Jaffe's going to have his cahoot at noon today. So I'll be I'll, I'll, hung, I'll hang around and participate in that. And then when that's over, we're going to head out and do something. Yeah, get outside today for sure. I mean, get your work done first and then and then get outside. Um, speaking of work, we've got all of our assignments due today. So for ELA, hopefully everyone's right up to Chapter 36 of Refugee. 
and you've done all your assignments. I checked my Google Classroom last night. I had a bunch of things got passed in yesterday, so that's good. Um, a lot of people got some of that work done. Um, Ms. Barra, since I'm in your class, I got a couple notifications today about the math work that's due and the ELA work that's due today, too. So yeah. I don't know. The students, they always get that. Anything that's anything that's anything that's due, they'll get a they'll get an email for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. Crazy. So yeah. Well, yeah. I wonder that too. Um, like every time we update on the stream, do they get an email? I'm not really sure, but some people, yeah, some kids have their notifications set up for that, and some don't. So it's almost a little bit overwhelming. I was going through like my daughter's my daughter's email. I'm sure Eden has the same thing. And Michaela had yep. like 150 like unread messages that I went through and like deleted a bunch of them. Cause if you don't, if you don't keep up with it, it immediately becomes unmanageable. That's a running joke in oh, my yeah. family. I'm very good at like keeping up with my emails and deleting things and archiving things. And Jen has, I'm like, no joke, like 175,000 unread emails in her. Um, in one that's of her me accounts. too. That's you. Yeah. Yeah. That oh, that, that person. Much anxiety. Like I can't even like look at her phone. You know that they, they when they when like on your apps in your phone when it shows you like how many, and I, like mindset. Let, let me look at my phone right now. Like right now my my, <laughs> my mail app says twelve. All right, so I have all right. Hold 12. on. Let me, let me look at mine. <laughs> I have eight for so, school email, and I have four for like my regular email. Um, mine, I turned off the notifications cause it gave me too much anxiety. Uh, just yeah. 99 plus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Actually, mine just updated. I have 19. So I must have some emails from this morning that uh-huh. I haven't gone through yet. So I have 19. Then yeah, I look at my wife's phone and then the only, the only other thing that I have is notifications for like, I, I play words with friends against my aunt <laughs> and I have like 11, but I look at my wife's yeah. phone and it's like every single app she has, has all these numbers on it. And it just causes me so much anxiety. I can't even like imagine, <laughs> but it must feel like that for the kids because they, they get notifications. I was every, just going to say that. Something. Yeah. It's yeah. a little bit overwhelming. Crazy. Anyway, we got Happy. one student birthday today that we can celebrate. So let's birthday song ready. Today's birthday, Michelle turns 15 today. So happy birthday, Michelle, 15 today on May 22nd. Happy birthday, Michelle. Happy birthday, happy birthday, Michelle, and also special thanks once again to Mr. Paul McCartney for giving us the worst song in the world to play for your birthday. <laughs> that is such a bad song. <laughs> so bad. I love bad. it. I love, I, I, I love to just play it just ironically. It's so bad. But it's, I will not, never, it's on the Beatles. Yeah. Yeah. I will never, like, hear that song and not think of Corona Cation and podcasts, though. So. <laughs> right? 
And then we'll, we'll, think yeah. like, we'll think of like the Cheers song. And Thank you for that. Gift. Like, Thank you. You're welcome. I'll do anything to, you know, <laughs> to, to help people, as you know. All right. So we got, we don't have a ton of topics today. It is a free form Friday. So I was going to run through all the student questions that are left for, for the podcast. And then we can go over the journal question. And that's pretty much it. Um, unless you have anything else that, that, that you wanted to add, but we can just a nice quick podcast today going through some, some wrap up some questions. Let's do some of the, yeah. the quick ones first. Um, Gabriel asked, will we come back to have a real last day of school on June 12th or it already happened on March 13th? Sadly, well, maybe not sadly for some people, but <laughs> sadly, yeah, no one has yeah, school. The, the building is closed. And I was actually surprised that Gabriel asked this because I, I figured everyone kind of knew that, that the building yeah. is closed for the, rest of the year, but I don't, I still think there are some students who are kind of in a little bit of denial. Unless that. he meant, you know, to just come back to get things, but certainly yeah. not a full day of school. Right. But, but then sure. the second part of the question says it already happened on March 13th. Yeah, like your last day of right. like school in the building was March 12th, to be exact. Um, and the other thing, too, Lornisha then, then asked, when is online school ending? So from what we know, June 12th was originally the last day of school. But because we've had so many days missing, they've extended our school year by five days, um, which yeah. means June 19th will be the last day of school. So we got to talk as a team about something we could do that, that last week. And obviously we're not going to have like a moving on ceremony per se, but I want, I'd like to see something. something like that last week be like a spirit week or something, yeah. I don't know, something where we can get people involved and just kind of, just kind of give them like a proper like send off to, to high school because as you know, as, I, I don't want to like call out Gabriel, but it's interesting because he's not the only one that has kind of asked questions about going back to school. And some kids thought we were going to go back in June, but you know, the building is closed for the rest of the year and what's, yeah. what it's going to look like in September is up in the air. Um, good morning, Mr. Jaffe. Let me get him. Mr. Jaffe on the air. He's still on mute. Let me get again. Him. How are you? How's hey. everybody doing? We're good. How are we're you? Good. 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 Everybody's good. Without, yeah, we got without Mama Levitt today. Mama Levitt is traveling. She said she's going to try to call in and say hi at some point. But the Mama Levitt um, show without Mama Levitt. Oh my God. Mama Levitt show without Mama Levitt. <laughs> so I thought of another name we could do for the show. We could have, we have it be Levitt or Leave It. That might be, <laughs> that might be season two. <laughs> season season two of the show might have to be called Levitt or Leave It. That might that might be our next uh, or Le- Levitt or Leave It. I could come up with all I'll kinds show of my age. Be- be- Back in the day, uh, students might know the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, but I remember the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, and Johnny Carson would only show up about three days a week. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when you have that level of precedent, I might be dating myself, but I used to watch the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson when I was a kid. I would okay, so I guess uh, a bunch of old timers here. Yeah, in the summer, in the summer when like we could stay up late, and I had a little tiny TV in my room, it was not black and white; it was color, but we had like the we had, like, the little knobs on it. And I'd watch the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, he, and with um, with his oh Ed McMahon, Ed McMahon, Ed McMahon, and, oh yeah, well, and then yeah, but you're right. Jay Jay Leno was always hosting the show because Johnny would 
come in like yeah, two or three days a week, and he. I think Myra's right. When you have that level of celebrity, you can kind of do whatever you want. Right. So we're just so Johnny Carson and Levitt can get away with it. They can get away exactly. with it. Levitt is Levitt is like a minor celebrity in in some circles. Um, so we, she's like a prima donna. She's you know she's like Tom Brady when he started skipping the optional workouts for the Patriots. Right. Um, <laughs> We just kind of we, we just addressed Gabriel and Lornisha had questions about when is like the last day of school and so I think we said like June 19th is a technical last day of school but we're not really sure what that's going to look right. like we're going to talk about something we could do for um for that um, next one is a, an opinion question about because you know this is we're in the middle of phase one of the the reopening or as our lovely president calls it transition back to greatness. Um, Josh, oh my. Josh, Josh wanted to know, um, what's our opinion on the policy that the governor is doing to, to reopen the state? So I don't know, Mr. Jaffe, you want to talk about that a little bit? What do you think about the phases? And Well, I, 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 think, it's, I think it's good. I, I think it's, uh, it's based on somewhat some data, and I think he's doing a slow roll open, uh, manufacturing in, in uh, houses of worship, first phase. I think Monday, here, you know, most businesses, including hair salons, can open up. Yeah. And I think they'll just see how it goes. And I think, and I think a, uh, you know, with, with protection. I think the and, are, and, yeah. yeah, I think aren't the beaches going to be open Monday, too? I think um, you can go to the beach. Yeah, I believe so. so the beaches will be open Monday also, guidelines. too. It's, it's so hard to, um, you know, it's so hard to to um, socially distance, though. I mean, people are just walking around. It's just so unnatural to spread apart, yeah, but I guess they'll I try. When, I think when Florida opened up, they had some kind of guidelines about how you weren't allowed to sit on the beach. You had to keep walking. Or, right. I think it, and it was a wet was a, sand, dry sand kind of uh, prohibition. Yeah. Like wet foot, dry foot. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I <laughs> don't ask uh, but I think it's a good. I think it's a good way. I think it's looking forward to. My wife is certainly looking forward to trying to get into a hair salon next week, and um, yeah. So I think it's a good, prudent opening, and we'll see how it goes. Miss Mara, have you seen um, any of the stories about the gym owners? I know there's one in West. There's one in Central Mass. Oxford, and then there's one in New Jersey where they're they're opening in defiance of. The, yeah. yeah, what do you think about that? Um, I didn't actually re- read the article, unfortunately, but I did see it and, it, and it did make me think, well, if the guy's on the news, then how are they not, like, going after him type thing? Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, I know that gyms were really hoping to open up, you know, when with phase one. I don't know how they expected that, but I think they were hoping for it. And now it's looking like at least not until the end of June, if that. Um, yeah. So I know. Is that what you heard, Miss Mara? Um, yeah. You heard Jim so, at the end of June. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it's just a really hard place to socially distance and then keep everything clean where everyone's sweating yep. and things like that and changing rooms and whatnot. So um, people are just having to find new creative ways to stay in shape, or they're or they're not doing that at all. Yeah. So. The interesting thing about the guy in, in Oxford, Mass, which is a town, you know, a little town just outside Worcester, um, where I went to college. So I'd been out to, I, knew, I knew a couple of kids from Oxford when I was in college. But the thing about it is the shutdown, the, the cops, like, they're not going in there like it's the crystal knocked and they're, like, knocking people out. They're basically, like, 
they're basically fining businesses for being open and it's $300 a day. And a lot of the customers of the gym are saying, you know, we'll cover it. Like, we'll we'll throw in a pool of money and, and we'll cover it for the owner. So it's, it's, it's kind of hard to enforce. Yeah. It's kind of hard to enforce these things because they're not going to, they're, like, they're not sending like the national guard to like knock down the doors of the gym and like at gunpoint force everyone to put their weights down and get out. You know, it's basically like they're, they're open in violation right. of the executive order. So they're being fined. And that's pretty much, so, I mean, that's, that's the only incentive. The incentive is monetary. And so like, if people want to cover it and that's, it's an interesting little thing about, you know, how do you enforce it? Because the three hundred dollars right, right. that would be like crippling I, for like a lot of businesses. I think in the I saw the uh, Boston Globe online today in this this morning, and I think the cop in Oxford, the chief in Oxford, said he's 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 going to look the other way, and that they want to find him. He's got it's just it's up to the board of health in Oxford to do it, and the yeah. cops. He said he's not going to get involved. Well, I feel I feel like if the cops if the cops went and got involved, it makes it more confrontational because some of these people that are that are doing these things and they're trying to you know in defiance, they're, they're, I feel like a lot of it is like they're looking for a response, they're looking to provoke a response. Mm-hmm. So I I feel like right. by kind of ignoring it and just letting it be like a health issue, like it like it is, because it's like Levitt pointed this out, it's not really a legal issue. Um, because it's not really a law. It's, it's an executive order and then let the executive branch, the, the board of health and whatever of the town sorted out. I'm not going to advocate for sending the national guard into hair salons and gyms to like shut them down. I think that's a little <laughs> bit acceptable, you know, but I think, you know, people can use their, their best judgment. Um, there's been all kinds of viral videos going around. I don't know if you guys saw any of these about the, these people going into Costco and these other, and these other grocery stores and they're refusing to wear a mask, and they're filming. Oh, I've not seen that. Yeah, have you, have you seen this? There's one. I have not. If you're listening, do a quick Google or YouTube search for um, Costco employee takes cart or something like that. It was somewhere. I don't remember oh, okay. where it was. This guy, he went into a Costco, and he, he started, and he just had his phone out like a like an idiot, just trying to, like, you know, wants to go viral. Everyone else has a mask on in the store. The store has a mask policy, and he starts ranting about how, like, they're taking away his rights, et cetera. Um, and the, the, the guys, the people handle it really, really well. I mean, all the videos I've seen, like, I'm really impressed with the way, like, the employees handle it. Um, mm-hmm. but this guy was like, no, I woke up in a free country, so I'm not leaving, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> the, the virus has caused the people to kind of, um, you know, provoke – their own sensibilities of right and wrong, like on both sides. It's like the people that are, that are calling the cops on people not wearing masks and the people that are refusing to wear masks and basically defying yep. and daring anyone to come after them. And it's, it's, it's becoming like a partisan thing. Like on, on Capitol Hill, it was like the Democrats were wearing masks and then the Republicans marched in without masks. And it's, it's just, oh my just God. another thing that we can all be divided over. Um, I've seen so, the uh, I've seen the mask lady on YouTube, and the the mask lady I think she's in California is screaming at people on the sidewalk for not wearing their masks, <laughs> and you know she comes across as crazy. But and I, like, I, I don't know, know like, like mask lady hall uh, monitor. Yeah, just for for students listening, just like be like be clear as what the order says. Like you know we're expected to wear masks, right? Um, right. in in businesses, and if 
outside if you can't socially distance. So if you're just walking down the street, you don't have to be wearing a mask. But if you walk down the street and you, you're going, you know, and you see someone walking the other direction, it's probably courteous to put your mask on and for them too. Um, but I see people walking down the street, like just with no one else around them, just wearing a mask. I'm like, you don't have to do that. That's not you what you're told. To. Or your car. <laughs> right. Or you, and your people drive around in their cars with their masks on. It's like, no, you're socially distant. So the, you're only supposed to wear your mask. You're only expected to wear your mask when you can't social di- can't be socially distant. If you're standing there, if you're at a store, then absolutely. And the and the private store owner has a hundred percent right to tell you not to come into his or her business. And that's I was what, at the store. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. No, I was at the store parking lot, and I didn't. I forgot my mask, and I had to turn around and go home. I and get my mask, and I was not happy. Yeah, but that's um, the rule. Little uh, ex, little trick I'm learning is we'll have uh, keep one in the car, like a, a, attached. I'm doing to the, that yeah. now. I learned mm-hmm. the hard way. Yeah, keep it, <laughs> keep the mask in the car, and then if you need to go out and go for a walk, then you just go in the car and grab it before you go. But that's 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 what I've been doing because it is it it becomes it becomes a, a habit, and then you just whatever it's put a mask on. Of course, if Levitt was here, she'd, she'd say, like, Mr. McGowan, you're just following what the government is telling you to do. This is our constitutional <laughs> right. This is what happened at... This is, oh, come like, on. The Nazi- <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> I know. We should, I mean, we should be wearing it when, we're, when we can't socially distance. But I always, like, hype myself up. Like, if I go for a run, I usually, like, wear it around my chin unless somebody, you know, comes up. And I'm, like, I'm just up waiting for somebody to yell at me to put my mask on because... <laughs> people do do that when they, when, you know, people are yelling at people and it's like, no, I'm not near anybody right now. So you can't, right. you don't have a right to say anything to me, but nobody said that. So I'm just, yeah. If you have, yeah, we'll, we'll go out for a walk. We'll go for a bike ride. Just have it around your chin, around your neck. So if you have to just pull it up, not that, not hard, not going to kill anybody. All right. Moving right along. Um, Justin do had a series of questions we can get to. Um, how do you think people will travel? How do you how do we think the coronavirus will affect travel? I think this is one of the unsung, um, the untalked about topics that we haven't really people haven't like spread haven't thought about a lot. Um, what do you think, Miss um, Mayor, about that about travel? How do you think this will affect that for people? You know, I think if anything, one of the things that this coronavirus thing has taught me is like, well, I already knew it, but the whole idea of herd mentality. And I don't think that, I think as soon as they started kind of uh, shunning people for traveling, everyone was like, Oh, I'm not doing it. I'm not traveling. So I think that once more people maybe start or the government says, Hey, it's okay to go domestic or I don't know what, what the guidelines are, but people will, people will do it as long as it's socially acceptable to do it. You know, I think people pay more attention to that than even the safety guidelines. Yeah, it's all about the social norms, and the, the, as, our, right. as our ELA students know well, we did the whole article. We just spent a lot of time here talking about herd mentality and how people behave yeah. in herd. Um, Mr. Jaffe, what do you think about travel? Yeah, so I, th- I think um, I think a lot. It'll, it's obviously going to be affected by it. There's two kind of travels. I think that there are people who travel for business, and I think that business travel is going in, you know, going on into the future is going to be affected by. Businesses yeah. looking at Zoom and Google Meets and saying, um, maybe we don't have to pay for our employees to travel all over the world to yeah. meet somebody. Maybe we can just stay home. And I think it's going to affect a lot. I think it'll be a lot less business travel going forward. 
And unfortunately for this summer, I think there's going to be a lot less pleasure travel, too. I think yeah. there's going to be a lot of staycations. Are you going to be able to go anywhere with the kids, Miss Mara and Mr. McGowan, this, this summer? And my well, kids are older. We kind of... Go ahead. No, no I was going to say. Did you book any vacations with the kids? Yeah, we were. No we Hershey were right, Park this year. Up until February, we were, we were going to go to Colorado and see my, my cousin, who she just moved from D.C. to to Denver. And That's we were going to go to Denver for a few days and go to a Rockies ball game. And then we were going to go up to Wyoming That's and awesome. South Dakota. And we're going to rent, you know, do like a little road trip out some of the, some of the Western States. Um, That's on hold. You know, that's definitely on hold. So you haven't canceled it. Uh, Well, I'm not going to do it. We're not going to do it this year because we're planning on doing it end of June. It was going to be, usually we do our road trip. We do our annual road trip right when school gets out. Like we usually take like a day and then we just get on, get, get out of Dodge like right away. But I don't know. I'm thinking maybe, maybe like Maine or, even if you want to go a little farther away, like I was going to maybe do like Niagara Falls or something like that. Cause we haven't, Jonathan hasn't been there, but Miss Mary, you got any travel plans? Um, originally, actually I was going to go the same, the same place you were going. Um, my dad was going to complete his other half of the bike ride and we were going to meet him out in Wyoming and um, oh, that's awesome. do some like cool stuff out there, but he's, he's not doing that anymore. And, um, yeah, I was supposed to go to Montreal. I have I have a hotel booked there, which reminder I have to cancel. Um, so no, none of that's happening. We're gonna go down and see my sister in Baltimore, and I think that's about it. Yeah, that could be Ugh. something that maybe I'll do that. Maybe we'll go down to DC or something like that, and um, I have some you know some some people down there. But air travel, I'm very you know we're wary about the air travel. Yeah, where did yeah. where supposed to wear the mask the entire time? You know, like yeah. and like. Do I want to fly to Denver with with two children and have them put their mask on the whole time and fight? They're, actually, my kids are good about that. They don't really they don't give us a hard time. They've kind of just accepted it and they kind of do what they have to do. The, the children are, are very adaptable. It's the adults that are the yeah. problem half the time. Um, <laughs> speaking of travel, another thing that might affect travel is this other. Since we're living in the year of the plagues, um, Justin D also asks, how are people going to defend themselves and the bees from murder hornet? Um, Mr. <laughs> I can't believe murder hornets haven't come up yet on the podcast, but since, <laughs> Mr. Chaffee, you know, I, have to, I have to, yeah, I have to read up on murder. I, I wouldn't worry about. I think we have enough to worry about without the hornets. I think they're out west, but yeah, I uh, yeah. Actually, I was gonna I was gonna give the students a uh, a science a literacy, a writing uh, piece about the hornets, but I I figured I didn't know much about them, and maybe maybe this coming week I'll I'll put up a. Uh, a piece about the murder horns, which I believe are out west, but I, I just and everybody else, I think we got enough to worry about with COVID. Yeah, I think just Justin, chill with the ones. Sometimes Justin is just looking for, um, I, I think he's looking for plot ideas for his story. And I don't know, yeah. if you, Justin, yeah. if you listen, yeah, you, you got to send me the latest chapters of your, of your story. He's been writing, he's been writing this thing. I've been reading it with him since January or February or so. And it's mm-hmm. something. It has to do with coronavirus, and and is this weird? It's kind of this international horror thriller of zombie apocalypse. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, it's yeah, great. I'd like to, yeah, I'd like to take a look at it. Is it, it on a Google cool. Doc, Justin? Send it to me. I'd love to read yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. He must have it on a Google Doc. So yeah, send it over if you if, if you haven't working on it. This Share is, this it is the me. perfect time to. Yeah, this is the perfect time to work on your uh, on your story. There, I, mean, I remember talking to him about. You know, when you're, you're writing a story, you want to 
you know, writers, and I, I go over this in class, like writers are, some writers are plot oriented and some writers are character oriented. So some writers start with characters and then they figure out what those characters would do. And other writers who have mm-hmm. a story and then they work in the characters that would like fit the, fit the story. So I was talking with Justin about how his story was very plot oriented. So he wanted to balance that by making some characters that were believable. And we came up with some interesting names and <laughs> some interesting backstories mm-hmm. to some of the characters, but that's what makes things that, yeah, that's what makes stories interesting. Then they not only have to have good plots, and exciting plots, but also interesting characters that, that you care about so that when you get to the end of the book, um, you can, you can feel all the emotions. Like, like I cried quite a bit at the end of refugee and I won't say why. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I think I was texting with you, Miss Myron. and I was just like, side yep. note, I'm, I'm crying from refugee right now. I just finished the book, <laughs> but it was, it was well, developed over the course of the book you know you get invested in the people and you, you what they go through and then there's some ups and there's some downs and then there's some more downs and there's a, some little ups and then if whether it's whether it's a good ending or a bad ending it can be very like emotional at the end yep um let's see this is one that i was going to all right so we hit so michelle's question is what do you think about the reopening we kind of already hit that one Yuri had a question about, oh, by the way, shout out to Yuri for just being an MVP on uh, Miss Nado's Google Classroom um, yes. comment section. <laughs> so, Yuri, if, if you're listening. Yeah, all, we got all a lot teachers, of thumbs up, Yuri. Yeah, if, Yuri, if you're listening, a lot of the teachers on the eighth grade team uh, appreciated your comment on Miss Nado's <laughs> Google Classroom the other day. Um, Yuri has an interesting <laughs> idea. Because the, uh, the eighth graders missed out on their semi, which is not a school thing. And a lot of kids don't understand that it's the semi is the yeah, schools have nothing right. to do with the semi. It's all put on by the parents. And frankly, it's something that I would never want to be involved in at all. Just the liability of it. Cause like in, in high school, when like we would have the prom and we'd have like other dances and you'd have, you'd have school administrators and teachers there and they're able to police it a little better in a way that the yeah. parents, at the semi just can't, you know, we've heard some stories over the years of some of the shenanigans that go on at semi. And it's something that, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't want my daughter going in that environment. Right, when right. she's 13 years old. But Yuri's idea about the semi was, is it possible to have a semi in September for all the freshmen because they missed out on it? Um, great idea. However, yeah, it is a good idea. You better, yeah, you better run that by the parents. <laughs> yeah. I don't I mean, we're looking about going back to a school in September with basically no extracurricular activities for a while. Right. Right. And I can only, I only hope that I can have a basketball season starting in November because if I can't, you heard anything that's interesting. Well, Well, I've heard from my athletic director and, you know, I sent him some, he wanted to know like some teams that I wanted to get on the schedule for next year. So I sent him a couple names and, no, I talked to some coaches that I'm friendly with about scheduling some games for next year. Um, and so we have a schedule. We're, 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 we have a schedule. It's not fully done yet, but I have, I have a schedule. I mean, I have like no, December 3rd, we're playing Peabody, you know, like that's on the oh. schedule. Now, whether it's canceled or not, that's going to be up to then, but you know, you got to be prepared to have, to have the season, but we're looking at a September with no extracurricular activities. And like, imagine, yeah, Miss Mara. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, yeah go do ahead. Th- do you think Everett High will will have a football uh, season this year? This might, I don't know. We might have a year without football. Mm-hmm. Well, we also might not have a football coach, but that's another story for another time. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> right, but, uh, but the, the, you don't think the games will be played? No, I, mean, I don't see like I, I mean maybe maybe with like without fans like it could be the same as a professional sports like I could maybe see us having a basketball season with and they but they don't allow right. any fans in to watch the games, um, right. which is really weird. They they've done that before. A few years ago, Everett High and and Malden High had a beef with each other, mostly Malden with Everett, and it was all about supposed Everett stealing players from Malden. And et cetera. Right. Um, That's what happens when teams are really good. Right. And like Everett and the the principal of the AD at at Malden had an issue with, with the former AD from Everett. And so they had a, so Malden high refused to play Everett in basketball and boys, boys basketball refused to play Everett, which is a problem when you're in the same league. And so you're, it's mandatory to play them twice, you know, once in Everett and once in Malden and Malden flat out refused to play. So, like a bunch of children, they they had to like get yeah. They, what is that? Yeah, it's yeah, it was pretty outrageous. So, and you guys know um, Mr. Benson, a former member of our eighth grade team, who's yes. who's the yes. UB boys basketball coach, and you know he was telling me the whole story about how finally they agreed they had to have like an in, they had an intervention. It's almost like your dad sitting you down and like you know telling you like <laughs> what to deal with. They had yeah they had like they had like the babysitter come in and they 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 worked out an intervention where they played a game at Medford High so they they played a neutral site Everett played Malden at, at Medford High with no fans no one else in attendance except for the teams the coaches like the trainers and the officials and that's it so hmm. they've done it before it happened before but it's almost like like you said Mr. Jackie the LeBron thing like if I can't play in front of the fans then what's the point of playing that's really sad. Like the whole point of, of, you know, you play high school basketball, the whole point, like the adrenaline of, of, of a big crowd and the, and the, you know, the atmosphere, right. football, football too. That's half the thing too. I wouldn't want to play a football game with no fans. That's what practice is for. Yeah. Like practice and games are fun. <laughs> you play the games because you want people to be able to watch. Yuri, great question about <laughs> having a in September. I don't know if it's going right. to happen though. Some idea. We used to have, when I was in high school, we had what's called the freshman sophomore social, but that was in like the spring. So maybe by the springtime of next year, we'll be able to have something like that. We never got to have any of our dances this year. No, in the past we've had a, we've had a, like a Valentine's dance or like a spirit week right, dance. We, right, snowball. Yeah, we didn't have, yeah, snowball. Yeah. And we, we canceled it last year because our eighth grade class was awful, but this year we would have been able to have one. Oh, for absolutely! Sure. Would have been a, would have been fine for this year. We didn't um, have our math science day. It's so sad, but yeah, it's just the way it is. The, we didn't have the spelling bee this year. We didn't get to do the that. We didn't, bee, get right? to, we didn't get to do any of the stuff that, that we did. Um, Nicole wants to know: learning through a screen is harder than in school. We usually get help from a teacher walking around. How can we ask questions on a certain assignment without having to wait for a response? Um, Good question. And that's definitely one of the challenges of distance learning. Um, Mr. Jaffe, what, what would you say to that about the best way for students to ask questions on an assignment? You know, the, uh, it sounds you know, the old fashioned way that it, it would be to email. Um, 
you know, I, I would do it. I'm trying to do Zoom, but I don't have many kids show up. Um, that would be a great way of doing it, just show up to a Zoom meeting. But with the yeah. Zooms right. that I've been doing, you know, two kids show up, three kids show up, and yeah. uh, I'm putting up mean- uh, videos on screen, you know, on your uh, on on your Google Classroom on, that I do in Screencastify, just kind of going over each assignment. Um, so I hope that might answer some of the questions. But yeah, that's a great. Uh, I'm I'm actually looking at um, Microsoft Flipgrid, so which might What's be a that, way Mr. to Jackson? do it. Uh, have you done that, uh, Miss Mara? No. What is it? So it's a way of just uh, having a, basically an online class where kids can answer questions. It's free. Microsoft. Okay. It's a Microsoft product. So I don't think okay. I'll, I'm going to be doing it, un- unfortunately, for uh, our class now. But go, you know, moving forward, if this is this continues, Flipboard might be a way that I could, that we could do that, Nicole. But if you have a question, you know, I'm on the computer all day these days, and I'll get right back to you. Yeah, uh, kids yeah, are emailing he, he, me about he, grades, and and I really try to get back to them right away. Um, so that's yeah, it. Email, I know it's not a great answer. Email is the best way. I also have, you know, I, I had a couple um, text conversations with students on my new <clears throat> my new Google Voice number six one seven two nine nine eighteen seventy six. Yeah, I got I haven't done. I have to do that. <laughs> Um, Mara, what do you, what's the best way to, 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 um, to reach you? I know you do like a zoom fairly often. You get a, you get a few kids to come. Yeah. I have like six kids that come regularly, which is great. Um, and to me, that's the most, yeah, to me, that's the most, um, I don't know, real feeling classroom setting where you're doing an assignment in real time and, you know, you say to them, all right, I'm going to give you 30 seconds to, come up with an answer to this and then we're going to share out my problem is like and I haven't done enough research but like how to how to do like the whole taking turns like participation um it's just and then a lot of them don't put their faces on the screen so it's like I don't know I can't read the crowd at all and then like I'm just waiting for answers and then it's like a void of darkness and uh but i would say that the best way to do it and i know a lot of districts are doing it this way especially like private schools where parents are like paying high tuitions is the kids basically go to school all day you know the bell rings and they go to their next class and it's all virtual and um yeah. that's how they're doing it it's real time so yeah and i think that would be in a perfect world like that would be the best way to do it but i think there's there's just yep. there's so many like demands Put on like I, 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 know, I, I know like for us, Miss Mara is like parents having like you know young children at home. Like the parent, the kids like demand your attention, and you know it's yeah. enough for me. I mean, it's amazing that we're doing right what now. we're doing with small kids yeah. running around. And honestly, sometimes it's it's at the expense of their safety. I mean, the other day I'm doing a Zoom and Eden's making tea in the other room, and she like burned her hand. And it's like, how far oh. do we go where we just expect us to like? you know and they're not ever it's been really good but like thinking about next year it's like what when do we put our foot down and say hey wait a second we're still parenting at home here you know and I, yeah. even 10 never mind like two-year-olds or one-year-olds or whatever yeah, yeah. and it's, it's not just it's not just us it's all the parents that are working from home and doing zoom calls right. and trying to homeschool teachers too it's it's a lot 
and it's and then a lot of it becomes like anarchy. The kids are up till three in the morning and they're sleeping all day and they're you know it's, right, how do you right right that? Um, and is that camera, still going like, on? I wonder. The students are you still sleeping? I mean, Andres Andres said he conquered it by he stayed up all night and just was up all the next day and then he went to bed at a normal time and then got himself back in a regular <laughs> regular time. Uh, thank you, Andres. <laughs> Thank Which you. I said in a Zoom yesterday, I said that's how I that's how I got rid of that's how I survived jet lag when I went to Europe was we just stayed up all night and then just I never like had like a jet lag just stayed up all night and then just adjusted to it. Um, and this was the big question that we can have for today. I put this one as the title of the show actually. Anthony wanted to know this is the, this is the deep question for today. What do you regret the most or wish you had done differently? Wow, deep. Does, does he mean like life or <laughs> during coronation? I don't know. You just in anything. I think we can interpret this question any way you want. But who wants to tackle this one first? Reg- regret. I don't know what, about the one. One of the things I tell kids in eighth grade is my college experience is, is that I commuted. I went to Boston University, and I commuted. And and one of the regrets that I have is that I didn't go to a school, to school, what, a school where I could, uh, you know, live at the dorm and have that whole dorm yeah. and college experience, which I didn't have. And then secondly, go to a, a co- I, I go to a college where there's like a big fo- football program because I, I look at the ESPN Saturday morning and speaking of like people going to a football game, it looks like such a good time with, you know, that whole football culture and people having a really good time, you know, oh, yeah. the game. And, uh, uh, so, I, you know, I, I kind of missed out. I feel like, you know, if I had to do it over again, and of course no one can, I would go to a, uh, you know, a college where I could get away and, and, and you know, live, and live there. Not that I didn't get yeah. educated. I certainly got educated at BU, but I, I, right. I, I, I felt, and, and BU was a school where the, and most of the kids were living in dorms. I feel like I always missed out. So, yeah. and I tell kids that all the time. I tell that too, especially when I was at the high school, I would always, I'd, I would encourage as many kids as possible. They would say, oh, I'm just going to live at home and go to, I'm, I'm going to Emerson. Yeah, you grow I'm up, uh, yeah, right. which is, I mean, they go to these great schools. There's so many great schools in Boston. And I'd be like, oh, I'm just going to live at home and, 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 and we'll save money. I'm like, yeah, you're like, you'll save money, but you know, you can't, it's, it's, you can't replicate that, that experience of like going to college. And it is, I mean, it's, it's a lot of money. It is a lot more to, to live at school. Right. There's a big trade off there. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, Mr. Jack, I, mean, like, I went to a school with a, a lower tier football program, you know, FCS as they, as they say, and even that was fun. And, and I was involved in you know, my work, my work study job was, you know, I worked for the basketball team and we got to go to the NCAA tournament and we, and we got to go we awesome. had these big, big home games. We played like North Carolina and UConn and, and I went down to play at Duke and things that like, you can't, like replicate. You can't duplicate just living at home. No, you can't. You know what? You know what? You know what? I regret the most, or like, and this is not really my fault because I didn't have an opportunity to do it. But I wish I had learned how to speak Spanish. I wish I had yeah. learned more yeah. Spanish, because we had, in like, in my in my middle school, um, you know, we had French was an option, and you know, all right. like the quote unquote smart kids were kind of like placed in like the like the French program. So when yeah, I went to high school, I could have taken Spanish, but I'd already taken two years of French. And I did take one semester of Spanish my senior year with uh, Senora Crane. And, you know, so I learned, I learned the basics of the month of the year and stuff. But I see, like, my wife was a Spanish major in college, and she, she communicates, like, fluently with, 
with like parents wow. and kids and it's just help it's it's like a useful skill that that i wish i had my second biggest regret is on thanksgiving day um 1995 um i was playing football in the, in the annual thanksgiving day game bishop fian versus coil cassidy and um i was on defense and it was fourth down for coil cassidy and they and someone on my team blocked a punt and i was standing right there with the ball right in front of me and the goal line about 10 yards away and all I had to do was pick up the ball, pick it up, and run into the end zone for a touchdown. Um, and instead, as you know, you're trained to do as a football player, I just fell on it and recovered the fumble. And I could have, I could have so easily just had a touchdown on Thanksgiving Day with it was a huge crowd, yeah. you know, big big memory. Huge crowd. I just, you could have spiked the ball. I could have spiked the ball. You know, I could have, I could have like done like a victory lap and all that. And then afterwards. I was like, what did I just do? Because then I had to, because I played offense too, I had to stay on the field as my friend John Fitzsimmons then scored his like fifth touchdown of the day. I'm like, he doesn't need another one. <laughs> he scored like 30 touchdowns our senior year and I had zero. So that's, that's another big regret that I always tell the kids. My biggest regret is I didn't pick up the ball on fourth down against Coyle yeah. Cassidy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maher, what's one thing you regret or wish you'd done differently? Um, I'll be honest, since we're on the college topic, I, for all throughout high school, I had this dream school I wanted to go to, the school my sister went to, it was in Canada, McGill, and I worked really hard, and I kept my grades up, and I got in, and I thought that that was, like, my destiny and what I wanted to do, and then I got into a relationship, and I changed my mind, and I wanted to stay closer to home, and there's definitely a piece of me that, like, always wonders what my life would have been like if I hadn't done that. But philosophically, I don't really, like, believe in regret. I feel like, you know, you live your life and you make adjustments after you make certain mistakes. And, you know, I I feel like living in the past is just completely a waste of time. So, but um, if I had to be honest, that's definitely something I go back and I go, geez, why didn't I do that? Like, why did I let a relationship at the time, you know, take over? Yeah, well said. That's why, like, like my regrets. I, I agree with you about regrets too. It's not worth going into the back, into the back of your life, and, and saying like, "Why didn't I do that?" That's why when I talk about my regrets, I always think about like something stupid, like a football game when I was seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, great questions for today, Anthony. Awesome questions, Nicole. We heard from Yuri, yeah, Michelle, Anisha, Josh, and Justin. Do. Yeah, always good questions. So we're going to come back. Quick commercial break. We'll do a final segment on today's journal entry, and then we will move on today's. Topic is from Corona Data. Are you a state governor tired of manipulating your corona cases? Introducing Microsoft Excel, Coronavirus Edition. No matter what raw data you enter, it will show a flattening curve that will justify your decision to reopen Buffalo Wild Wings. 500 new cases, flattening curve. 10,000 new cases, flattening curve. You're in the hospital right now? Not according to this chart. So upgrade to our Corona edition now. Data doesn't lie, but now you can. Also available for schools in the NFL. Welcome back on the Mama Levitt Show after commercial. It's the Mama Levitt Show without Mama Levitt. And let's talk about today's journal entry. By the way, that, that, that commercial was courtesy of yesterday's The Daily, or two, no, two days ago, Wednesday's The Daily Show, about <laughs> changing the data funny. 
to fit you. Although there's also been there's someone mentioned to me yesterday that there's this talk of hospitals that are overreporting COVID cases and there's governors who are underreporting them. What? And, right. Uh, data. They say this, they say the numbers numbers don't lie, but people can lie. So you can make the numbers mean whatever uh-huh. you want. All right. So today's journal question um, on refugee goes back to an earlier an earlier chapter. And the topic is pranks. And I thought this was a good one to bring up this time of year because this is when we would always see, like you, usually today would be the last day of school for seniors at Everett High. And it probably still is. It, I, mean, I don't know if today's their last day of distance learning or whatever they're expected to do. But usually they'd get out at 1030. And sometime over the course of this, this week, they would have done a, a senior prank, which is always like an interesting, interesting tradition. Um, some years were better than others. I remember the year when I was the senior dean, the senior prank was all the seniors after first period, they all went down into the hallway on the second floor and they just like, con- they all like congregated there and just started chanting seniors, seniors, whatever. And that was it. <laughs> and they told me, they told me some of their, some of their plans that they scrubbed which it made me kind of proud that they didn't do this because they said like, oh, Mr. McGowan, like we didn't do this because we knew you'd be mad or we knew you, we knew that, that you'd be mad, which, which I was happy they didn't do this. Like they were going to throw mannequins off the top floor onto the first on the floor down <laughs> and make it look like someone fell off the, off the fifth floor or the fourth floor. Oh my down God. First floor. <laughs> um, another, another oh. classic senior prank was they would have like, um, they'd put like, they'd release like five pigs no, like they release like four pigs into the school and they'd have numbers oh, on them and there would be like one, two, four and five, but there wouldn't be three. So they'd make people think <laughs> that there was a third pig missing. <laughs> That's good. That's a good one. Um, right. So on, so on the, sh- so here's, here's the connection to refugee. Like, so while, while Joseph is on the, the ship, the MS St. Louis, and they're on the way to Cuba. He meets these two girls about his age named Renata and Evelyn. And they're traveling alone. They don't have their parents with them. Um, their dad is already in Cuba waiting for them. And their mom decided to stay in Germany. So you got these two girls who are like, you know, 11, 12 years old. And they're unsupervised. So they're into all these kind of pranks. And there's, there's this one part where um, Joseph shows them this prank where they take soap. And they soap up all the doorknobs on the, on the floor. Mm-hmm. And so someone called for room service. And so when like the, the person comes with, with the, with the food, they try to, so they're, they're carrying like this huge tray of food in one hand and the other hand, they try to open the door and it's all soaked up and they can't get it. And then they lose their balance and all the food goes flying everywhere. And of course the kids are like watching around the corner and they think this is like completely and totally hilarious. And uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> to the person who's expecting the food or the person delivering the food, they probably, don't think it's it's that much fun so i guess the first question is about pranks about are are all pranks acceptable if they are done for fun or do you see yourself participating in pranks or not or what could be some fun like kind of harmless pranks that you could do for things bismar what are your thoughts on pranks what do you think about that so I remember when I read this part of the book, I was like, oh, my God, that's not funny at all. And then I was like, wait, am I supposed to think, like, it's okay because they're kids? And it actually made me start thinking about, like, what's considered, you know, typical or normal or acceptable for kids to do. And I was thinking, 
gee, that really wasn't nice what they did to that poor guy carrying the tray of food. Um, so it made me think about like things I used to do when I was little. And I remember my friend and I, when we were about the same age, we used to like, my street wasn't that busy, but it was busy enough that there were some cars that would, you know, go by every couple minutes or so. And we'd like take a giant bottle of like detergent or like a laundry basket. And it, would just, it was so dumb. We'd just like put it in the middle of the street so that cars would have to like stop and like move it out of the way. <laughs> and we just thought that that was really, really funny. And um, to me, that's like an acceptable level. But I think when it comes into like hurting somebody or, you know, making them have to go like taking their time away from them, which I guess we were yeah. doing kind of, um, then it kind of crosses over into a level of, of not good, of, of not yeah. morally acceptable. Not that much time, you know, it was just, you know, it was, I, I think your prank was kind of funny and hard. Yeah, funny and hard. You have to stop in the middle of the street. That could be dangerous, you know. Yeah. I but know, then, that's yeah, true. What if someone, like, swerved out of the way and, like, swerved, like, into a sidewalk and, like, hit a child, like, riding a bike or something? I know. I'm I trying know. to make sure that. <laughs> think about now. Then, then, um, then I think, I think, Ms. Ma- I think, I think Ms. Meyer would have another definition of regret, right? <laughs> Probably, right? I know. Mr. Jaffa, do you have any good pranks in, uh, from your younger days? I, I can't. You know, I, I remember when my kids graduated high school, we got stern letters from the headmaster saying uh, <laughs> there was no such thing as senior prank day, and there's no such thing as senior skip day. Senior skip and day, yeah. And if you yeah, participate in any of those two, you will not, you, we will send you your diploma in the mail, and you will not be invited to any of the like ceremonies, like the prom, anything that the yeah. high school does for seniors. So uh, yeah. I think, uh, uh, no, I can't think of like a prank. I, I know I can think of pranks that college kids have done, like the MIT kids put up a, uh, a Cambridge put the police on, on the top roof? of the dome of MIT. Yeah. And <laughs> Leave they, it to uh, the nerds. I, I, Leave it to the nerds, the nerds at MIT. The nerds kind of assemble a car on the top of the dome at MIT. <laughs> they also did. At the Harvard Yale game, the yes, MIT students like put a they they put this big balloon in the in the field that like at some they point buried the, it in the field and it, it was sort in of the a minor explosive right that came up and out of the. <laughs> and one of the one of the uh, players in they're at Harvard Stadium, one of the players in the game like stepped on it, and this huge balloon just exploded out of the out of the ground, and it said like MIT. Like, like go MIT or something. There's like those. One, like, yeah, when one you get year, to, uh, when you get the nerdy college kids involved, anything can happen. Right. One year, the high, the MIT kids. Uh, I don't know if our students remember. There was a restaurant on Route One called the Hilltop, and they had cows out in front, and they took <laughs> the cows from Saugus, which is you know right near us, right near Everett, and they brought yeah. them to Cambridge and put the cows on top of the dome of the MIT building. Yeah. Who knows how they did it, but they figured <laughs> out how. <laughs> There's a cla- this classic uh, episode of the Brady Bunch where like Greg steals his high his rival high school's mascot, like he steals the goat and he brings it back to his house. And um, <laughs> there's, a, there's a legend at, at Holy Cross of um, speaking of cows that used to be in the old days that what what now is like a set of dorms at the college used to be like a pasture for like cows. And one of the one of the college students like stole the cow and brought it to their dorm. Now cows can apparently walk upstairs, but they can't walk downstairs. Well, so I did not know that. So yeah, this is something I learned. Cows cows walk upstairs. They can walk. They can go up the stairs, but they don't. They can't walk down the stairs because maybe the depth perception or their legs, the front legs or something, whatever it is. 
Um, but they brought the cow and they, they brought it up to the roof of their dorm and <laughs> left the cow up there. And you, they couldn't, the cow couldn't walk down the stairs. So they had to bring in like a helicopter with like a strap and oh like strap, God. strap the poor cow <laughs> and like bring it and then like let it down in like the pasture again. That's so funny. Um, yeah. The, the, some like the pranks, like you said, I think Miss Mara, like they might like. I think of all our kids who like write in the bathroom walls and like destroy the bathrooms and things like that, or you know our famous prank this year of like destroying the ceiling tiles in the bathroom. Like they might seem just... funny, but that's just like destructive and stupid, you know. And it's yeah. like it's causing someone else to have to like clean up after your mess, and it's just right. me. So there's a difference between like a prank and like something that's like mean. Like here's an example. Right. Like exactly. At uh, King Philip High School in, in Rentham, I don't know, maybe like 15 years ago, there was this big thing where there was a parent got involved in a senior prank where the parent like owned like a dump truck and they put like thousand tons of manure like in the, like in Back to the right. Future. Oh my God. And and they drove it and they, and the, and the dad like dumped it on the, like the, the, like the son was a senior. <laughs> So, like the father and the son like went and like dumped a thousand pounds of manure on the front steps of the school. It's like, can you want to be like a grown man and like right, dumping right. manure on first of all, it's your tax money that's paying for that school. <laughs> and it's your tax manure. money that's paying for yeah. cleaning it up. In case and the manure probably costs money. Manure is poop. Yeah. And the manure yeah, and, and they charged the guy, like they they charged like the son and the father. The son and the son was they they charged him with like vandalism and they charged him with like destruction it of property. Horrible. Yeah, they got they got charged. They got charged they they got well, like charged they got they got, they got charged for that. I think, you know, I hate to sound like an old you know, old grumpy guy, but if if, if kids who like destroy these some these bathrooms I I've seen the destruction of our bathrooms, I think the cops should get involved. I mean, yeah, you know, in, in some way, there's no, there's no yeah. need of doing what. It's, yeah, it's malicious, things. malicious destruction of public malicious property. Malicious destruction shouldn't. And right. it's, it's right. costing, it's costing money for the custodians and whoever to, uh, to, and the to fix that. Taxpayers have to pay for it, right? At Everett High School, when we had a kid who was you know, suspended from school and he was told to leave, and as he as he left, he he in a fit of anger, he he punched the front door and like shattered the glass, and he had to pay for it. You know, a few hundred dollars. He had, he had to pay to have the door replaced. Good. And, Good. and yeah, Good. his family was responsible for it financially. Um, right. My favorite prank of all time, my favorite senior prank was, um, so I used to teach at my high school at, at Bishop Fien, and when I left, the year after I left, there was a kid who was a senior um, whose father was the guidance director. He was my guidance counselor in, in high school and was like a big like mentor to me. And the, the son was a really good kid, too. Um, but he, you know, because his dad was like, a, was like the head of guidance, he had a key to the building and he worked at a, he, he worked at a driving range, um, I think in, in South Attleboro and he, he worked there. And so over the course of a year, like every day he worked there, he would like take a couple golf balls home, like not mm-hmm. many. And his, his father was the golf coach. And so they, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be abnormal to have like a bunch of golf balls in his garage. So he just stole like a couple golf balls a day from, um, from the driving range. And then like at the end of his senior year, they, he put a, they put them all in a truck and they got into the school with his father's key and they dumped them all on the first floor of the school so that there was just a sea <laughs> of golf balls in the hallway. 
And I think like the principal at the time just thought wow. it was like I think he thought it was just like really funny and just like like he made him come in and he made him um but it was it was funny. Also, um my freshman year of high school, there was in between the two buildings at Bishop Fee and there's there's letters that spell up Bishop Fee in high school. And somebody some of the seniors that year, this is a class of ninety three or ninety four, I don't remember exactly what year it was, um, went up there and rearranged the letters. So, like, parents would do the drop-off, and they'd have to drive underneath this every day, and they'd see the Bishop Fien High School sign. And they rearranged the letters overnight to something a little more um, pornographic, let's say. Oh, my. <laughs> they drove them underneath. And that's, I mean, this is, <laughs> at some level, I mean, like, yeah, you're right, Mr. Jaffe. Like, sometimes some of these can go a little bit too far, and some of them are just kind of funny. The one with the golf balls, that was really funny. and. No, I was so proud okay. of my senior class, 2014, that that was their senior prank, that they all, like, all 500 of them went into this little tiny hallway, and they just started, like, chanting. And then they all went back to class. And, uh, right. you know, like, you know, no, no blood, like, no foul, right? Yeah, like, they wanted me to, like, suspend every single one of them. I'm just like, are you serious? Like, I'm not going to suspend 500 kids. <laughs> just, right. Yeah, that's let's, too far. Let's just, uh, let's just be happy that they... <laughs> That they didn't do any damage, and let's just move on. Anyway, so there's some stories of pranks. Um, So think about – so your journal entry for Friday, think about some ideas of pranks. You can talk about some pranks that you've played, or do you think it was right for for Joseph and and the other girls to put the soap on the the doorknobs and kind of, you know, cause people to – Well, it's interesting what he does once he has his bar mitzvah, too. He kind of changes his tune a little bit. He does. I think right. A- I think. Oh. I think right after. Right after his bar mitzvah, the two girls come up to him and they say, "Do you want to like do this?" I can't remember what the prank was, and he's just like, "No, I'm a so man now." Lock I'm all the- like that. Oh yeah, yeah that's it was what it lock was. Lock all the bathroom doors from the inside. Yeah, they and then this to- poor woman is sick and yeah. she can't get into the bathroom. Yeah, they wanted him to stand stand guard over the door, so they would crawl into the bathroom under the stalls and lock all the stall doors from the inside. Yeah, you're right. So no one could get in. Yeah, this woman, gets, she wants to go in. There's nowhere to puke. So she goes outside. I think she pukes like all over the hallway or something. And they think it's so funny. Yeah. But they're also not the person that has to clean up the puke or the person like how would they feel? So, yeah, you can write about pranks. You can have a kind of a fun entry. Write a little bit about some fun pranks. So what, what would you think would be a fun prank or maybe this question? Do you think students who vandalize the bathroom or vandalize things in school, should they be charged? with maybe not a crime, but should they be forced to pay to have, to have that, um, to have that cleaned or to have, to have that removed. So there's our question for today on refugee. Those will be due tomorrow. Great questions. Um, good question. Yeah. Questions. Good. Always a fun topic. Talk about pranks. Um, I don't have a dad joke for today. I brought my, my dad joke book upstairs. So I, I left it. So we, we won't have a dad joke today. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to pretend that I just told a funny joke so you guys can just laugh. And... <laughs> All right, that was fun. And Mr. Jaffe, we'll see everyone at 12 o'clock today for Kahoot. 12 o'clock, everybody, Kahoot. We'll give you guys time to get a little vitamin D in the afternoon. It's a beautiful day. Yeah, so let's do our Kahoot. We'll see if we can, so someone can dethrone Anthony and Alyssa from their, from their title. Um, I did talk to a few kids. We had a bunch. We had like fourteen or fifteen people on our Zoom yesterday, total, like including teachers. And it suggested a lot of kids would come. I think Andres is going to come back today. A few other ones. 
Um, yeah, come back, have, guys. Yeah, we get uh, invaluable prizes are given out to any student who valuable beats the teacher. Yeah. And well, yeah. So come on, come out, on, come on. Everybody's, everybody's welcome. It's really nice to see you guys uh, on Zoom for me. And I'm sure yeah, for we're everybody else. Yeah, we're sending out gift cards, and it's just, it's just. So, I, I like uh, the just come on in. It's a good way Please to kind of feel like. Will Mumbo be on Monday? Um, there will be no Mama Levitt show on Monday because it is Memorial Day. So our next Mama Levitt show will be Wednesday. Um, this weekend we'll be posting. I mean, so I'm going to try to put. I have all my stuff done, so I'm just going to. I might just post it on Sunday or Monday. But you might not get your your work until Tuesday, which is fine. You'll still have until Friday to do it, but we'll just see what the what the deal is with that. Um, we'll do Tuesday, Thursday, Zoom meetings next week for ELA and civics. And other than that, it's Memorial Day weekend. Just everyone go out and have have a good weekend. Get your work summer. done. Get all your reading done. Um, get that all in first and enjoy it. Don't uh, you know? Don't do anything stupid. Make sure we're socially distancing. Make sure we're not uh, you know we're not doing anything that's going to put yourself in danger. As always, uh, for Mr. Jaffe, Miss Mara, and the absent. Bye, everybody. Love, this has been the Mama Levitt Show. Do something good today. And don't get caught. And let's hear the full version of Summertime as we close it out today.
Hopping the water plug, just for old time's sake. Break to your crib, change your clothes once more. Cause you're invited to a barbecue to start with four. Sitting with your friends as y'all reminisce about the days growing up and the first person you kissed. And as I think back, makes me wonder how the smell from a grill could spark up nostalgia. All the kids playing out fun, little boys messing around with the girls playing double dutch. While the DJ spinning a tune as the old folks dance at your family reunion. Then six o'clock rolls around. You just finished wiping your car down. It's time to cruise, so you go to the summertime, hang out, it looks like a car show. Everybody come looking real fine, fresh from the barbershop, applying the beauty salon. Every moment fronting and maxing, chilling in the car, they spent all day waxing. Leaning to the side, but you can't speed through two miles an hour, so everybody sees you. There's an air of love and of happiness, and this is the Fresh Prince's new definition of summer madness. Summer, summer, summer. 